This video is brought to you by Skillshare. Today, Slovakia's controversial former Prime Minister wins the country's election. Turkey launches airstrikes in northern Iraq, and up to a million march with the Polish opposition ahead of a crucial election. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Monday, the 2nd of October 2023. The party of Slovakia's former Prime Minister Robert Fico has won the country's parliamentary election, leading to fears that the EU and NATO's collective support for Ukraine may be undermined. Fico's populist smear party won about 23% of the vote, translating into 42 seats in the 150-seat parliament. In second place was a new pro-West Liberal party, Progressive Slovakia, which won 18% and 32 seats. The result means that Fitzo may well return as Prime Minister, but he'll need to negotiate with other parties to form a coalition, a process which could take some time. The third-place party, Klaas, which won nearly 15% and 27 seats, could prove to be a kingmaker, with the centre-left party's leader keeping his options open. Fitzo resigned as Prime Minister back in 2018 amid anti-government protests following the murder of investigative journalist Jan Kuciak and his fiancée. Fitzo has vowed to end Slovakia's military support for neighbouring Ukraine, with him recently saying, if Smear enters government, we will not send a single round of ammunition to Ukraine. In August, he told an audience that the war in Ukraine didn't start a year ago. It started in 2014, when Ukrainian Nazis and fascists started murdering Russian citizens in the Donbass and Luhansk. Naturally, Fitzo's victory has led to concern among Ukraine and its allies that support for Ukraine may be dwindling. Nevertheless, Slovakia's former foreign minister said he suspected Fitzo wouldn't be as pro-Russian as he made out to be on the campaign trail, but added that his populism was still a danger to the country because this is a conflict between corrupt authoritarianism versus the democratic liberal order. Fitzo's victory was celebrated by Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban, who posted, Guess who's back? Always good to work together with a patriot. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Turkey has carried out a number of strikes in northern Iraq, targeting Kurdish militants hours after Turkey's interior ministry was attacked by a suicide bomber. Two attackers detonated an explosive device on Sunday morning near an entrance to the Turkish interior ministry in the country's capital, Ankara. The Kurdistan Workers' Party militant group, known as the PKK, claimed responsibility shortly after the attack, which was the first attack in the capital since 2016 and coincided with the opening of a new parliamentary session. Turkey's defence ministry said it carried out air operations in four regions of northern Iraq at 9pm on Sunday, adding that a total of 20 targets were destroyed, consisting of caves, bunkers, shelters and depots used by the separatist terrorist organisation and that a large number of PKK militants were neutralised. The PKK is listed as a terrorist organisation by Turkey, the EU, the US and others. Militant Kurdish groups like the PKK have been fighting an insurgency against Turkey since 1984, and more than 40,000 people have been killed in the conflict. Over recent years, Turkey has increasingly targeted Kurdish militants over the border in Iraq and Syria, and just recently in April, authorities arrested 110 people in Turkey over alleged links to the PKK.
Moving on, up to a million people marched in the Polish capital of Warsaw on Sunday as part of a mass opposition rally just two weeks ahead of a crucial parliamentary election. Opposition leader Donald Tusk, who is a former Prime Minister hoping to return to the top job, said nothing can stop this force. Let no one in the ranks of power up there have any illusions. This change is inevitable. Estimates of turnout range from 100,000, according to the public broadcaster, around 700,000, according to online news outlet Onet.pl, to around a million people, according to Warsaw City authorities. The opposition is hoping that the march will drum up support and excitement ahead of the election on October the 15th. The centric civic coalition bloc is challenging the ruling Nationalist Law and Justice Party, which has a steady polling lead of between 5 and 10 points, but may struggle to form a majority. The opposition civic coalition has vowed to mend relations with the European Union, with which the Polish government has repeatedly clashed over issues like democratic backsliding and judicial independence. The government, meanwhile, has sought to galvanise anti-migrant sentiment as well as hostility to Germany by describing Donald Tusk as the political husband of former German Chancellor Angela Merkel and claiming he wants to let in a wave of migrants. However, the government's own hard stance on immigration has been undermined by a recent bribes for visas scandal, which we explored in a recent TLDR News EU video. Moving to the US now, where President Joe Biden has sought to reassure Ukraine of his support for the country, after the US Congress narrowly avoided a government shutdown with a temporary spending bill that omitted additional aid for Ukraine. Speaking on Sunday, Biden said, We cannot, under any circumstances, allow US support to Ukraine to be interrupted. Adding that, I want to assure our allies that you can count on our support, we will not walk away. Last week, the federal government came minutes away from shutting down amid Republican infighting in the House of Representatives over government spending. Eventually, during a fraught weekend, Congress passed a temporary budget agreement that will fund the federal government until November the 17th, but didn't include additional money for Ukraine. President Biden said Republicans had committed to passing a separate bill on funding Ukraine. However, Republican figures have publicly tied approving assistance for Ukraine with passing border security measures. The near shutdown was due to a handful of House Republicans, close to Donald Trump, who are unhappy with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and are opposed to sending more aid to Ukraine. One of those Republican representatives, Matt Gates, says he will seek to oust McCarthy from the speakership due to his working with Democrats to fund the government, though McCarthy says he's confident he'll survive. While the shutdown has been averted for now, Congress will need to pass proper funding legislation, or another stopgap bill, by November the 17th, or else the federal government will shut down. In some uplifting news, pharmaceutical giant Johnson & Johnson has announced that it will not enforce its patents for its tuberculosis medication, Cituro, in 134 low- and middle-income countries. It comes after decades of public pressure, including a recent notable campaign by author and YouTuber John Green. The decision means that manufacturers in the relevant countries can make generic versions of the drug for lower prices without facing legal action from Johnson & Johnson. 
Things are expected to change with a story like this, so make sure you stay on top of updates. That way you know what's going on, and let's be honest, it always feels great to stay on top of things. Even within TLDR, a few of us have been brushing up our InDesign skills in order to create the newspaper we're currently working on. It turns out that making a professional looking newspaper is pretty difficult, so we headed to Skillshare to take their course on the topic. Unlike when I tried to learn InDesign for another never-released project a few years ago, this time I was guided through the process quickly and effectively, and this time the project will actually see the light of day thanks to Skillshare's incredibly easy-to-follow guides. It's not just that either, you likely already knew Skillshare for classes on things like photography, editing and illustration, but Skillshare also has hundreds of career-focused classes too. We all know at this stage that traditional jobs aren't one size fits all. I mean, I finished university and came straight into a job at a YouTube channel. That's not necessarily the path that you want to take, but the courses on Skillshare can help you design a career to fit you. There's courses on everything from how to start a business to maximizing your workflow or how to grow in e-commerce. Another course that Jack's actually taking to help with the newspaper project. And if you use our link, you can get access to all of that for free. That's right, the first 1,000 people to use the link will get a one-month free trial of Skillshare.